Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, February 27th, 2021, and this is day 1096 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. There is absolutely none like you. You are above and beyond anyone or anything. You are the creator of all things. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to share your love and your word with your precious people. I thank you, Lord, for helping us to um, follow after you, to do your will, let thy will be done, that we surrender all to you. I ask that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is preparation for greatness. It sounds so wonderful, doesn't it? (laughs) But that preparation period is not always what we think. As a matter of fact, it's just not. (laughs) It is not. It is a struggle at times. Uh, It is. It includes rejection, alienation, uh, shame sometimes, put-downs, bullied, Uh, you know, near death, (laughs) so many things, ailments, sicknesses, preparing us for greatness, God's way. God will allow things to happen in our lives to prepare us for what he he has purposed us to do. So we're going to learn about Joseph. And I shared this, I think, Wednesday, yeah, in our um, Bible study. So you'll get some of this, uh, not the whole thing, but but a lot of it will be coming out of Genesis chapter 37, verses 2 through 11. And we'll also be coming out of Genesis chapter 41. So I'll let you know when we get there. So starting at uh, Genesis chapter 37, starting at verse 2 through 11. Let's learn a little bit about the account of Joseph. It says, this is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zelpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. So he was kind of in charge out there in the field uh, as far as reporting to his father what the rest of his brothers were doing. Verse 3, now Israel, which is Jacob's name also, now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made an ornate robe for him. So this robe was fabulous. It was beautiful. So he made it because he was his favorite. Favoritism is not a good thing. I'll tell you that, especially in a household. Uh, So anyway, it says, when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Yep. Joseph had a dream. 
And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. (laughs) He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had had, what he had said. My goodness, they hated him to the third degree already. I mean, they hated him because he was his father's favorite. They hated him because he had a dream and they hated him because of the description of his dream. Then he had another dream and he told his told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in his mind. So his father, he dwelled on that. He he thought on that periodically like hmm there may be something to this i am going to share with you uh oh let me go on to 41 9 through 16 well before i do let me let me i'm gonna jump in and out a little bit of the verses so i'm gonna go through about 13 phases uh so it won't be points like i normally do uh (laughs) it'll be about 13 phases that um, jo- uh, Joseph went through, and and I'll I'll kind of chart the storyline for you. So number one, Joseph was his father's favorite. That created turmoil and conflict between him and his ten brothers. There were twelve of them, and his youngest brother Jen- Benjamin and Joseph. So the older brothers uh, were from his father's other wives, but. His younger two was from the wife that he loved. So they were very jealous of him and they hated him. Number two, his brothers hated him because because of him being the father's favorite and because of his dreams that he had. And probably, too, because (laughs) Joseph didn't seem to care what they thought. He was rambunctious and excited. He was a teenager. And then number three. He was blessed by God with dreams and interpretation of dreams. So that was one of his gifts and his talents. Fourth, his brothers were going to kill him. And then his older brother Reuben suggested they not do that. His other brother Judah decided to sell him to the Midianites. So he transitioned while in the field Uh, from being out there and obeying his father and watching over everyone and bringing back a report to his father. This time, they took that beautiful ornate coat that their father made um, and killed an animal and put blood on it. And after selling him to the Midianites, took the coat to their father and said, we don't know what happened to him, but this is what we found. And his father, their father was heartbroken because Joseph was his favorite. In the meantime, he was sold to the Midianites. Number five, he got a job 
in Pharaoh's, I mean, sorry, in Potiphar's house. Everything he did and touched, God blessed. So while once transferred from where he lived to Egypt, the Midianites sold him to Potiphar. And Potiphar noticed that everything Joseph touched prospered. It was blessed. So he put him in control of his whole house. And he said, whatever you do is fine with me. You know, you just can't uh, be with my wife. These are things that are hands off, basically. (laughs) And I'm summarizing. So that was no problem for Joseph. And Joseph ran the Potiphar's house. Number six, Potiphar's wife wanted to have sex with him. And he refused. He literally ran from her. So she lied on him. You see, Joseph also was gifted or a curse. No, you know what? Sometimes we don't know why God, uh, in some people's eyes, some people look beautiful, but we're all beautiful in God's eyes because we're all made in his image. Well, Joseph, it states in the Bible, he was handsome and well-built. So this woman, man, oh man, she just wanted him. And when he refused her, uh, she lied. She took his robe. Now you notice this coat in the beginning that his father made him. And now the robe is snatched and used as evidence. His robe, I mean, his coat that his father made him was used as evidence that he could be dead. This time the robe she snatched as he ran away, she used as a method to incriminate him and to uh, ruin his name, to ruin his reputation. So she lied to her husband and said he tried to rape her and showed his jacket or his, his robe as evidence. Potiphar had him thrown in prison. Seven, Joseph was, once he was thrown in prison, God gave him favor while there in prison. The guards entrusted him with everything. Said, oh, we can see whatever your hands touch, whatever you do is blessed. You notice that it doesn't matter where you are. As long as you are serving God, God uses you mightily. He blesses you no matter where you are. If you're in the ghetto, if you're in the slums, if you're in the palace, if you're in the earth, if you're in the community, wherever you are, if you're with children, if you're with adults, God uses your gifts and talents and the favor of God on you to not only be a blessing for you, but for others. Number eight, the cupbearer and the baker were thrown in jail. They worked for the palace, for the king. Joseph interpreted their dreams And he asked them to remember him when they got out. So his dreams, uh, his gifts of interpreting dreams were uh, flourishing and blossoming. And he used them even in prison. He told the baker, you will not be restored back into the palace. You will be beheaded. And to the cupbearer, you will be restored back to your position of drinking and tasting the food before the king does to make sure it's safe for the king to eat, basically. Number nine, um, it says that 
they did not, in my notes, I can hardly read, they did not remember Joseph. Joseph still, it was hard. Even though he was blessed, it was hard because he knew he had done no wrong. Why am I going through this? Why am I suffering? Please remember me. I did nothing wrong. Please let the king know. Well, they didn't remember him. One didn't remember him because he died. The other one didn't remember him because he was happy that he was restored. And then, number 10, after two years, the king had a dream. And the cupbearer remembered Joseph. Now we're going to go. Let me tell you something that happened here. In Genesis chapter 41, verse 9 through 16, it says, Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was impaled, which means he was beheaded. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon when he had shaved and changed his clothes. He came before Pharaoh. A major shift is taking place now. And in our shifting, we not only change with inside, our spiritual man has been prepared and changed, but even our outside, he changed clothes. We too will change clothes. Whatever that new position God is elevating you to, your clothes will match that position, whatever that is. So, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh. But God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Aha! That is the secret. Glorifying God no matter what. Not taking credit, but giving God the glory. Oh, look at Joseph. What what a powerful young man he was. He spent 12 years or 13 years in prison for nothing. He did nothing wrong. So the king, uh, number 10, the king had a dream and the cupbearer remembered Joseph. Okay, number 11, the king sent for Joseph and he interpreted the king's dream. And then number 12. He was promoted to second in charge of Egypt at the age of 30 after 13 years of imprisonment for something he did not do. God was preparing him all along. Let's look at what happened. What actually happened? Uh, Verse 40. Let's go to chapter 41, verse 41 through 46. Now the king had a dream, and the dream was seven years of famine, is what the interpretation was, and seven years of great prosperity that was going to take place very quickly, is what Joseph told him. 
And he described everything to the most minute detail to the king of everything that would happen. So the king said, you are the man to be in charge. Uh, and what greater person than you? And let's look at 4141. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. That is huge. That signet ring, once the, the king put that seal on anything, it's a done deal. And it could not be rebuked. It could not be overturned. Whatever the king's signet ring signed, hey, that's it. That's what's done. He dressed him in robes. Ah, there we go. Clothing again. <laughs> he dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. And people shouted before him, make way. Thus, he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or foot in all Egypt. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zaphaneath, Paneah, and gave him Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. And I'll say this, at the end, if you read on, there are several chapters, it's phenomenal. His brothers had to do exactly what his dream was when he was 17 years old. No one could have any food or anything without going before Joseph. And they came and they bowed down, even his father, to him. So his dream did come to pass. And he cried and wept. And he his brothers didn't recognize him. And he revealed himself to them. And they too cried and wept. And they hugged. And he forgave them. He said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. So sometimes we suffer, we go through things that we didn't even bring on ourselves. But God is in control. God is allowing it to prepare you for greatness. I think about my own life from going from the oldest seven years old when my parents divorced, the oldest of five, and going from middle class to stark poverty when my father left and chose not to contribute, not to pay child support, not to pay alimony, not to help in any way. And my mom, who had been a housewife, went to school to be a nurse, and she worked all the time. And me, seven years old, and as she went through those things and we transitioned, we lived with my grandma for a little while, my big mama. And then we got our own place. And I don't know, I may have been about 10 or 12 by then. And I learned as I was in charge, mm -hmm, 
of the household while my mother worked. Just like Joseph, right? <laughs> I reported to her what was going on in the household and my siblings called me the snitch, blah, blah, blah. I didn't care. I had an assignment. <laughs> and I learned how to be creative with our meals. I learned how to cook. My mother taught me how to cook. And then I just took it to, uh, you know, creativity just just spewed all out of me and uh, in creating meals out of a little of nothing. We didn't have much, but we had lots of potatoes. <laughs> so I would make potatoes all kind of ways. I became the best fried potato maker in the world. And I learned how to make pie crust from scratch because that was the only way we could make it back then. And my mother taught me how to make it. And I took it to a whole nother level and began to make cobblers at, you know, 12 years old or so. And and popcorn balls were popular and made those and sold those to my aunts who supported me. Then I learned resiliency from my mother. There are many times our car, we called it Old Betts. <laughs> it was a broke down car. And, and it just didn't always run. And so she would catch the bus. Uh, and, you know, she she uh, she would do things that I learned so much from. I learned uh, when our gas got turned off and, and during the summer it wasn't on. And, and instead of her saying, oh, woe is us, she went out and got a hot plate and plugged it in. We had electricity and we cooked on it. We boiled water in it to, to take baths. We washed our clothes in it. We didn't miss a beat. So I learned resiliency from her. I learned decorating and designing from my big mama. We would go to her house. And that's my grandma. Big mama is what we call her. Called her. And she's gone on to be with the Lord now. But she was ahead of her time. <laughs> her decorating skills were just off the map. And I remember just sitting in rooms with her in different rooms. She designed and decorated. And, and here, you know, I'm like, wow, look at this, a room black and white. And then in her kitchen, beautiful dishes and pots and pans. And, and I love dishes to this day and pots and pans that I learned from her. Then I learned more from my other grandma on my father's side about entrepreneurship. Oh my gosh, she worked for the government and secret service type work. And she also did her own business and 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 sewing and in uh, pottery, uh, she uh, made ceramics and had classes in her house. And I was there sometimes too. <laughs> then I had that bug of entrepreneurship. And then a major shift took place in my life. And all these things came into play. And when I was in my early 20s, I met the ultimate. I met Jesus and he changed my life forever. And I prospered in everything God blessed me with. Everywhere I've ever worked, prospered. Every job I ever had in sales and entrepreneurship, God blessed me to prosper, whereby the company would also prosper. And God blessed our household. Uh, we never went without a thing. There were times that we struggled but we never missed anything. God gave us resiliency. He blessed me with a good husband. <laughs> We've been married uh, for, for, it'll be 42 years now. We've been together for 48 years since we were in the eighth grade. Look at God. That is what I consider greatness. Mainly knowing Jesus as my Lord and Savior and knowing where I will be for eternity. 
What about you? God has prepared you for greatness. It's time to step it up and step out and do what he's called you to do. Shake off all that stuff that's happened and take it as a learning experience, just like Joseph did. Use that to bring, to fuel you, to take you to where God is going to use you. Don't dwell on it long. Continue to just obey God. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. Oh, I forgot to mention, God bless me with three beautiful children too. (laughs) Don't want to leave them out. And one beautiful granddaughter and some grand dogs. (laughs) All right. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn all about God's agape love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.